Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. Each week, we will sit down with a guest and chat about news and events related to women in the sport and hobby of pinball. Now here's your host, Lauren Gray. Welcome everyone to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. I told you that January is going to be loaded full of all kinds of awesome good stuff, and I am super duper excited about our guest this week. First of all, she's a champion. She just came off a huge win for the Ohio Women's State Championship Series. She is the champ of Ohio. She won 2019 whipped. She is from Columbus, Ohio, and ranked number 10th on the ladies' bracket. Please help me welcome Holly Koskakin. Yay! Hi, guys. Holly, you, you got to be ice in your hands, got to do like some meditation. Like, I mean, you've had a crazy weekend. Crazy weekend, crazy year. So it continues. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, so many things have been going on with you. We're going to delve into a lot of it during the episode. But for folks who may not know the awesomeness, that is Holly. Can you tell us about your pinball journey, where you started at with pinball and kind of where you're at today? Yeah. So, um, I don't know, like my pinball, I don't know, pinball journey, right? It's like, where, where do you begin on that? Right? Like I, I grew up, I don't know how many people know this or not. Like I grew up in a roller rink for like 20 years of my life. Oh wow! So I was a competitive artistic roller skater. So very similar to what they do on ice skates with like the jumps and the spins and the, you know, your partner putting you up in lifts and things and all kinds of craziness. You know, I did that for almost 20 years where I trained four to six hours a day, six, seven days a week. Uh, I've got a week off every year and that was it. So, you know, I was surrounded by pinball machines growing up. Most of the time I was surrounded by, Oh goodness. Let's see. Twilight zone. We had, we had fun house. We had TX sector. Uh, what else? Um, we had roller disco. We had Genesis. Um, so we, we had a pretty good, like pretty solid setup even back then. So basically coming from that, right. Fast forward till now where like, you know, three years ago, my friend Melanie was like, Hey, there's this really cool, like ladies, like, you know, ladies league starting up at level one. You want to join it with me? And I was like, yeah, why not? Okay. Like, let's do it. It'll be a fun thing. Like kind of a one-off. And I just stuck with it. Like, Everybody else who had joined with me kind of fell away and like I just stuck with it and I like met Therese and, you know, AKA Tish Edwards and the whole rest of the gang and like it just started this whole freaking journey to this craziness that is now my life and it's awesome. Yeah, because you are like everywhere. Every every time I turn around, I'm like, oh, look at her. She's she's doing all the things. And 2019 really has been. And now 2020, it's kind of the year of Holly. You've been doing some amazing pinball things. So and I did not know that can like the roller skating ice capades thing. I did not know that was a thing. I feel like that's when like people say competitive pinball. Is that a thing? So right. Yeah. I, that is the coolest thing I've ever heard. I'm trying to imagine it with tights and, you know, when they had the slow dance or the slow skate with all the lights and stuff. That would be so cool. Oh, yeah. On on Facebook, there's there's plenty of photos of that. There's there's stuff out there. So, you know, you want to you want to go peruse and look at it later. You are more than welcome. <laughs> Oh, oh, that is happening. That is so happening. <laughs> uh, and, and you're usually listeners. I, you know, as you know, I have everybody, you know, provide a picture. I'm like, Holly, I may have to ask you not, not, not for the whipped picture or for her championship from this weekend for the state. I'm like, can I have a roller skating picture? <laughs> At least maybe, maybe just for my private collection. Cause that's a, I love it. I'm like so excited. about it. There you go. We'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But again, Holly, that's amazing. I, I love your journey, and you've just been all over just killing it in competitive pinball for the ladies. We'll talk again, like I said, about the state championship series and, and your experiences with WIPT. But um, our first segment here is Pinball News. And the, the first th big thing is, of course, the Stern Pro Circuit got announced. And I kind of wanted to get your thoughts and see what you're going to hit up this this. uh 2020 because then I can go to the other things not because I don't want to see you but I want to have a chance to win so um, we'll talk about the the things that made the Stern Pro Circuit for 2020 and these are not in chronological order they're just in alphabetical order we have okay. the 20 24 hour uh, battle at the Sanctum the Brisbane Masters Cactus Jack Silverball shoot, uh, Showdown 
City Champ and San Francisco, the Cleveland Pinball and Arcade Show, Free Play Florida, the Golden State Pinball Festival, IFPA Pin Masters, which will be in Denver, Colorado this year, Indisc, the Northwest Pinball Championships, and that's in Linwood, Washington, uh, the OBX Flippers Fall Tournament, and that's in Grandy, North Carolina, Pinball Expo in Wheeling, Illinois, Pinball Universe Battle, and that's out in Germany, Pinburg, of course, the Pinfest IFPA Tournament in Allentown, Pinvasion, the Pittsburgh Pinball Open, Silverball Rumble at Pintastic New England, Texas Pinball Festival, uh, Wizards Tournament, and then Yig Pin, and that is in Alberta, Canada. So I think that's a really interesting mix of oh, events. Oh, are, are, yeah, I was like, they're all over the place, including Germany and Canada. So, and Australia. Um, are there any of those that kind of like, you know, you like to hit? Um, I know that there was one I believe I saw that I see. I don't, I didn't see any in Ohio, but there's some kind of in your Midwest neck of the woods. Are there, are there events that you really enjoy? Um, I mean, you know, right now I'm still kind of playing locally. I think it's a little bit, you know, to an extent challenging. Uh, my work does not really give people a whole lot of vacation time. So that kind of cramps my style a little bit. Um, you know, but I, you know, I try to do my best to kind of work around that. Um, you know, obviously like Cleveland show was good, right? Like, right. Don put on a on a great thing there, uh, Cincinnati. Like pretty much like obviously anything close close to home is is pretty well on the radar. You know, Pinburg is obviously on my radar again. Uh, hoping to make sure that I actually get a ticket because when I actually went to sign up last year, I did not. I was like sitting here on my computer. I was waiting. I was ready to go. I was like, I'm gonna get that button hit and I'm gonna purchase my tickets for people and it's gonna be awesome. And I got closed out. So thank. <gasps> oh no. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Thanks to other people. Uh, that's how I ended up getting my ticket into Pinburg. So, you know, there's there's other things that I would like to do. Obviously, like I, I will be out in Denver. Um, so me and Miss Amy Kesting are planning to do Pin Masters. So we will be out there for that. And um, Sanctum, we've had a few of our people. I think Bree Reynolds went out to the Sanctum. And I know that I think Deborah Tolman and Trent have been out there, obviously. Um, so that may be on my radar at some point. So I just got to kind of look at the, the laundry list. I mean, if people want to sponsor me to go to Germany or Canada, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holly's all about the sponsorships, y'all. You know, as her de facto new manager, we can make that happen. We'll get her yeah. a snazzy jacket. You know, we'll, we'll get all the things. It'll be great. Oh, yeah. We'll get that. We'll get logos. We will, <laughs> you know, the whole nine yards. We'll just, we'll do it up. Oh, yeah. No, I, I love it. I see it in my mind right now. All the logos all over your jacket. We'll even get some, like, logos down your pants leg or something. So it'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, it'll, be a whole, it'll be a whole smorgasbord outfit of just shenanigans. It'll be fantastic. See, Holly, that's how we, I knew we were going to jam well, because you've got the same sense of humor that I do. I love it. Love it. <laughs> yeah, so I was excited. You know, I I keep on talking about, like, I need to get out of Texas. I need to get out of Texas. So, of course, I'm I'm doing TPF, which is in Texas. I mean, we'll, we'll yeah. leave that there. But I'm going to do Pinburg, and I'm really trying to make it work so I can do, because uh, Steph and Crystal were selling me hard on Allentown. I don't know if I can do it because of the time of the year, but maybe <laughs> maybe something later on in the fall. I haven't decided. Or maybe I'll just wait until Indisc, because Indisc seemed like everything when I saw that on the streams a few weeks ago. And I was like, that looks like the funnest thing ever. Ever. Yeah, it looks pretty it looks pretty awesome from what I got to see. So, I mean, that's, you know, and obviously, you know, I mean, Deborah came back with like the cool Indus hoodie. So then I was like jealous. I was like, oh, that's a really cool looking hoodie you got there. Wink, wink. So, yeah, maybe maybe that can be on the trajectory, too. I have not spent a, a lot of time in Texas. Um, I have a good friend of mine who lives in Houston. So um, that that might be a good excuse, like kill two birds with one stone, come down and play some pinball, go see my buddy Brandon, hang out, chill, you know. So we'll just kind of have to see what happens. Yeah, and there's some awesome places to play in Houston. Um, they've yeah. got the, you know, Game Preserve. Um, they've got two locations of that. Uh, Einstein's. There's just a lot of cool places to play in Houston, and they're open up. Uh, I don't know if it'll be open this. I think it's supposed to be open this year. Uh, a new location for Bishop Cidercade, which is like a cider brewery and arcade and they've got like a 
legit crazy amount of pinball. Uh, none of that sounds like a bad time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, no, that sounds awesome. So lots of cool stuff. I'll put a link to um, those locations. If you guys, for those of you who are new into the to the hobby and the sport, if you're really looking to do competitive pinball, um, these are some great, great. Like this is these are like the creme de la creme of pinball events. So if you want to go do something. Um, like I'll go and I'm going to be beat very badly. I'll just pay to, you know, for that privilege of being beaten soundly. But um, it's a great way to earn, earn IFPA Whopper points. And that's how you move up in the ranking system. So the more big events you go to because they're heavily, heavily weighted as mm-hmm. opposed to just a local event, um, the more points you'll get. So even if you lose, you'll still get a pretty good amount of points. So. Um, we'll put a link in the show notes, you guys, for uh, a listing of the Stern Pro Circuit events. Then those, of course, are sponsored by Stern Pinball. So the next big piece of news totally involves you, girl. State Championship Series. Woohoo! So the states that had championship series that I am aware of, and uh, I think I got everybody, uh, because this year the Lady State Championship Series um, – it was by invite only in the sense that you had to get permission to actually do it for the women's series. This will be different in um, 2021 um, next year. So everybody will participate that wants to participate. But this year it was by um, you had to actually go and ask the IFPA if you could do it. Um, the states were Idaho, Oregon, Arizona, North Carolina, Kentucky, Ohio. And then um, they also had a uh, state championship series in Ontario, Canada. So, Wonderful. Yeah. So a lot of those were streamed. I watched your stream like a hawk because I was just like riveted about what was going on. So kind of walk us through. um, So you qualified for the state championship series for folks who may not understand what that is. How do you qualify for that? Um. You know, basically, you basically just have to try to kick as much butt throughout the year as humanly possible and, you know, get enough points to where, you know, you're kind of in the, the top ranking of, of your state, and then basically you get selected to get asked to play. If you can commit to play, then you play, and if not, then other people subsequently move up from lower up to play opportunity. So so I watched you. I watched the, the last couple of rounds because um, I was coming in and out of the stream, but um, they, you had two games where I was just – so it was a lot, mainly the last two. You were down 3-1, correct? Yes. Yep. So kind of walk us through like what you were feeling at that moment, because at that point you went to mousing around, correct? Yes. Yeah. Which was, it was like mousing. the scariest game ever. Yeah. Mousin and um, Mousin and Theater of Magic were the last two. So, um, you know, basically like the whole thing, it kicked off with, you know, Megan, Megan Brown from Cleveland choosing Ghostbusters, which is her hers and Andy's machine. So I knew I was like, well, I put up 327, you know, mill on that warming up. So I felt pretty good about it. And then, of course, I'm on ball three with Megan and it's like, you have four million. I was like, that's that's not good. Um, So I was already kind of like digging my own grave halfway at that point. But, um, you know, got down to Mousin and like my score was just still in the toilet on ball three. And. You know, Megan had just put up like, what was it like? I think a little over two million. Um, so, you know, I knew I was down for the count, but at that same point, it's like, okay, well, you know, when, so kind of going back to the skating thing, like when I was younger, you know, I would kind of do these, these kind of constant things where I was kind of either, you know, down on the count, basically, as far as, uh, where I was at, as far as, you know, position going into like a final, uh, you know, final elimination event. And I would just come back out of nowhere. So my dad always kind of called me the comeback kid. Right. And so just kind of thought about that. And I'm like, all right, you know, and I already like, I try to keep the same mentality that I had from skating. So there, there is a lot of um, kind of mental parallels from an athletic standpoint for me for that. So I just kind of dig into that, that mental crate that I have sitting around that's been mostly unused until pinball and, you know, I just focus on what I have to do, you know, and try to keep ice going through my veins as much as I as I can. And, you know, try to focus on, OK, don't focus on the score, focus on just keeping the ball up long enough to do what you have to do to get the score until somebody calls you off and says, yeah, you got it. 
and you know, I was able to come back because um, I actually watched on the stream last night. Like they actually had called me off on Mousen and I, t I totally didn't hear it. So got to win that. And then we went to theater, um, which was just crazy. So for the stream, because those were in a different area of the the actual arcade in level one, we couldn't necessarily see what was going on, but there was a mechanical issue and they didn't really go into it too much in the stream. So it kind of explained to us because right in the middle of your play, you're on this comeback, you're on a roll and you have this mech issue. Yes. Yeah, that was, Oh, that was, that was something. So basically what happened was um, I had, what was it? Um, sorry, brain fart. Um, so I, I basically had the, light or I had both locks lit for the multiball. Right. And I also had, what was it? Um, what's the blue light or that goes around that same corner. Was it safe escape? I can't remember. It's like the, the little blue light, like little lock on the side. Right. Um, that's so in that lock area, which is a, a different, uh, it's a different mode. Um, so I had that lit as well. So I don't know if there was some kind of glitch with what happened because I had locked two balls for multiball and then I was expecting the crate to turn around into its normal like magnet position right. and then get a ball in the chute and nothing happened. Like the crate tried to turn around and then it went kind of back into its regular position and then the trap opened up and acted like it was going to shoot a ball out of there and then that closed and it just kind of was going in this cyclical loop over and over of trying to seemingly find the ball. And so then, you know, got Gilly over there. Andy came over, Tom Edwards came over. So it's like, we had, we had all the techs and the TD standing there trying to figure out what to do. Um, you know, so then basically what happened there was uh, somehow, I think it was Tom, he, he was able to get the ball kicked out somehow and kind of got things jostled around where the ball went into the shooter lane. We got a ball to go into the shooter lane, but that had also somehow released one of my locks that I had lit. So I basically had to plunge agree. Like I had to agree to play it. Gilly was like, you know, saying like the option was that I could take a comp ball if I remember correctly, um, you know, and, so I was like, no, I'm like, I'm feeling good on this. Like I was in a groove, like the game was going well. Um, so, you know, I said, no, I go, I'll, I'll play it. I just, you know, I just had to relight my second lock again. And so then once I relit that second lock again, then the crate finally turned around in its normal position. And I was able to start multiple. And then I just kind of went on this, this awesome score rampage. So, yeah. I mean, to me, that was amazing because, I mean, for me, I think that would have really thrown me off my game because there it was a good, like, at least five, seven minutes that they were all of y'all were having, like, you know, the conference there around the machine deciding how to to. That's pretty much what it was. was <laughs> yeah, it was like a little because everybody was standing around the machine and you're just there like, you know, what do I do? And um, yeah, no, I, I thought, you know, that was really kind of well done by, by Gilly and all the folks there. And, you know, it's it, that not only is that super stressful for you as a player, as a TD, it's like your worst nightmare. You're like, you know, it's streaming. It's the state championships and a mech goes wrong on the final game. Like, no. <laughs> Yeah, I just kind of sat there for a minute just because I was curious to see if it was going to figure it out and find the ball and, like, kick it back out somewhere. Just so I, I, I always wanted to make sure I was prepared for that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, but, I mean, it ended up working itself out. But, you know, again, just kind of going back to, like, okay, because at, at that point in time, me and Megan's scores were very comparable. We were both around, like, $250 million. Uh so I was I was feeling good and I'm like, all right, I'm like, we just need to, you know, if I if I wasn't feeling it, maybe I would have opted for, you know, a comp ball instead. But at the same point, I was like, OK, well, I'm feeling this. I'm going to I feel confident enough where I can just basically restart this and act like, you know, the second lock never happened and just stay focused on what again, what I had to do. And that was just to relight the lock and then lock multiball. So, um you know, that's, that's just kind of what happened. And some, I mean, most of the time I don't get a billion on, on a first ball. So <laughs> that was a nice, uh, nice present. I was able to give myself, I suppose, but 
I knew that if I didn't get out ahead of Megan as much as humanly possible, that with the way that she was playing that afternoon, like I wasn't, I wasn't going to pull it off otherwise. Yeah, and Megan and, and all the women that were playing there in the Ohio State Championship Series, because I did watch a lot of the earlier um, sessions. I mean, they were all amazing. Uh, Megan, it was just champ versus champ, and I was just like, oh, my goodness. It was There was some amazing pinball that you guys played. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, Megan, Megan is always a top-level competitor. She's always trying to be at the best of her game, and, you know, her level of sportsmanship is fantastic, and... You know, I think we both both were at several points where we were both upset at the way that we were playing. But, you know, like we just we just both came together and just try to give give the best grudge match we could give, I suppose. Yeah, for, I felt like I got my money's worth. I mean, I was very excited. I was on the edge of my seat. It was a great series. But I think my favorite part was where you guys hugged it out. And then y'all went ha- and had champagne on the stream and we're just chatting about your experience. Like to me, to me, that's what Lady Pinball and even just pinball in general should be about celebrating each other, you know, your wins and your losses, because it's just a game and we should be here to support each other. And you guys were so adorable. They, they got them champagne. I don't know who got it for you, but you guys had little glasses of champagne and you were toasting each other. And it was so, it was adorable. I was just like, oh, this is what it should be. This is everything. I so loved it. Yeah. I mean, you know, that, that was nice on, I think that was Gilly who did the, uh, did the champagne for both of us, but you know, it was like kind of what me and Megan talked about. It's, it's at the end of the day, right? If, if you just step up to the plate and you play your best and you gave it your all and yet somebody else just comes in and just gives you a good old whooping. And there, I mean, there's not much you can do about that. I mean, the only, the only real thing that you can do is have respect for that and just know that you have to play better and kind of try to remember and understand your mistakes that you had made or, or things you could have improved upon. And then, you know, go back to the table and work on those things. Yeah, you know, definitely. At the end of the day, your success is dependent and contingent upon you. As much as you are playing against another person, you're really playing against yourself. It's you and the machine, realistically. Yes. It's, it, you know, you can't blame outside factors or another person. You know, th- that sometimes it's their day. Sometimes it's your day. Um, Sunshine alluded to this, too. You know, the, the you know, champions and, and people who are at the you know, highest level of their sport, whether it be pinball or whatever, they just want to play their best. And yeah. if they get beat and they're playing their best, then, you know, no hard feelings. It just wasn't their day. But, you know, Saturday was definitely your day, girl. I, I was definitely trying to ma- make it my day. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, had to come back. Had to come back from quite a, a deficit. But, you know, I was I was just thrilled that I was able to do it. And especially against somebody like Megan, like I was I was super pumped. So, I mean, a big congratulations on that. So you're kind of having this bumper year. Um, you also won Whipped 2019. And we've had your your final competitors. We've had Priyanka, we've had Rachel, and we have had Carrie on the show. So you're yes. the, the final person of that group. Kind of just, uh, you know, tell us about your Whipped experience overall, just being in that final four, you know, because everybody was like, Holly, Holly, Holly. And it was, you know, people were kind of like, they knew Carrie Wing, they knew Priyanka, you know, Rachel, but but you were kind of the new kid on the block. And kind of how did that feel? It was kind of the dark horse, I suppose. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was one of those things, right, that, you know, all of us, all of us girls from Seabus were like, yeah, we're going to, you know, we were all just trying to make sure that when we were buying tickets that all of us were able to get in and compete and that way we could have that experience together, right? And getting there, it's like, okay, my, my first game, if I remember right, my first game or two that I had wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. But, um, you know, it was funny because when I, you know, when we first got into Pinburg, it's like it was my first Pinburg, And, you know, of course, we're all out partying and having some beers and stuff. And then, you know, woke up the next morning and I was kind of a little, little hungover for the main tournament. And I was a little bit worried. Right. But I ended up playing really well, ironically enough, because I think I ended up relying more on bodily instinct than getting in my head too much. Right. Um, you know, so then it's like I qualified for for B division for the main. And then I'm like, oh, I, I got to like straighten myself up. I can't you know, I can't be all wild tonight. And then, of course, sat, that Saturday I played like garbage. So 
I went back to my original methodology. I'm like, I'm going to have a few beers. Um, so kind of started off on the same same kind of footing and, you know, just kind of like, I get, I don't know. I just kind of just kept playing and just tried to play to the best of my ability. It wasn't, there was never any expectation going in that like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go in and I'm going to win this thing. Like that was, that was never the case. I was like, I was just hoping to qualify for finals. And I was, I was thrilled when that happened. Right. And then the next thing I know, they're like putting you up on stage and you're all on display and you're having all these people, you know, watch you play way up there. And it's, it's, it was a little stressful, right? Um, I had never played Willy Wonka before. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, no pressure. So then I'm sitting there, you know, trying to read the card and uh, to figure out what the game's about. Um, could not figure out the lock situation quickly. Uh, so that kind of, that kind of bit me. So then it forced me to have to really kind of dig in and win those other two games to win that first initial kind of semifinal set. Um, which even doing that, I was like, I can't believe that just happened right now. And then realized, okay, I'm in the final four. I'm going to go home with something, which is fantastic. You know, and then, of course, everybody else from Columbus and wherever else is, like, freaking out. Um, but, yeah, those those final matches, um, I had never, you know, I had never played Spanish Eyes. I had played F-14 Tomcat, I think, a couple times. So I knew the playfield setup, but I didn't know the game super intimately well. Um, and then what was the other one? Oh, Solar Ride. I had never played that one either. Oh, my goodness. So it was, you know, it was a very quick learning curve of trying to figure out and take, you know, take kind of each ball as a super in-depth experience on trying to figure out, okay, how do I, how do I finesse this game and nudge this game a certain way to try to help me out? Um, you know, and, and again, just trying to basically keep the ball in play and, and just do my best. Um, so when the fact that Rachel, you know, when it was down to her and I for the final and she she had to, you know, she was doing her best and she played really well. She was super competitive and, uh, you know, she she tried to save her ball. And when she tilted, I just I literally in my head, I stood there and I was like. Holy Pete, I I, I won. I was like, I won. It was so crazy. I was like, oh, what? my goodness. Yes. Yeah, totally, totally incredible experience. I still can't believe it happened. Then everybody was freaking out. They're like, your name's going to be on that banner next year, girl. And I was like, shh. I'm like, we don't, <laughs> like, we don't need to realize all that right now. <laughs> that has to be an amazing feeling, though, to know that when you walk into Replay FX and to Pinburn next year that your name's on the banner. I mean, what, is that, what does that mean to you? I don't really know how to describe that feeling, right? It's 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 an honor, right. To say that, that I came in there and, you know, kind of, I don't think really anybody knew who I was. And, and now that's kind of put me into this spotlight where I'm able to talk to people like you and get on a podcast and like, you know, Jeff, Jeff Teolis is like, you know, voting me for what was it like top 10 most intriguing people. Like just, it's just craziness. It's been like a crazy year, but it's, it's, it's been so rewarding, and I, I just can't wait to see what the next couple of years bring. You've had so many challenges this year, and then just to kind of overcome those. And then, you know, I did hear about Jeff naming you one of the 10 most, like, fascinating people of pinball or, uh, you know, pinball people of the year on Pinball Profile. And I think it's well-deserved. Um, you. you know, you've done some amazing things this year in pinball. And, and I'm excited to see where it takes you because I think that there you got way more pinball in you, girl. So I'm excited to see what you do at Whipped and, and some of the other events this year. Yeah, I, I hope so. And hopefully then, you know, we can we can meet in person. Yes. Right. Hang For out. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be a, it's going to be a good year. I think, you know, especially the, the Columbus Ladies League that I'm on, you know, we're we're really going to, I think, try to be more focused on, you know, preparation and just overall skill technique to just try to help elevate everyone to get them to, you know, 
learn and try things maybe that they're not super comfortable doing, whether that's, you know, nudging and kind of moving a machine if need be, um, you know, post-passing and, and just any kind of different technique that we can teach other people, like we're going to try to do that. Yeah, my so, nudging game is weak. It's so sad. That's like the one thing people just look at me like, why didn't you even try? I'm like, I, I just I'm not good at it. I'm just terrible. So I think that's awesome that you guys would take the time to teach, you know, the the, the newer players and the players with less experience uh, about those things, because that's what I feel like like bells and, and women's leagues do really well is that, you know, it's not it is competition. You want to be the best, but at the same time, you want other people to be their best. Yeah. And it's like, you know, our our league in particular, you know, everybody everybody's willing to help. And everybody's willing to teach somebody how to learn something. And, you know, I even last year, several times, you know, we had different, you know, different, you know, members of our women's group that would come in and, you know, we would just have, you know, so we, we kind of like alternate like our, our weeks. So it's like, okay, one week is league. The other week is off. And usually like on those off weeks is, is when we, you know, there'd be a decent chunk of us up there playing anyway, just for practice. So it's like, well, you know, if we scheduled it out far enough, we would have one of the girls give kind of like a tutorial overview on like what they knew on Adams or, you know, Iron Maiden or pick any other game and insert it here. Right. So it's, it's just a matter of if you can help elevate everybody else, that's going to make them stronger competitors, which yeah, it's also going to have to make you work harder. But at the end of the day, like, it's Team Sebas, and we got to represent, you know. And I love that it's Team – I love Sebas. I, I think that's, like, adorable. I love that. You guys, it's collectively, like, you know, all the, the Ohio women. I love it. And we have to take a moment, and, and she might not do it for herself, but I'm going to do it for her. You're the only woman nominated for a favorite competition player on the Twippies. So how yeah. did it feel to be nominated for a Twippy? With, I mean, like, the banner year you've had – you know, and then to be nominated for a Twippy and being the only woman in that category. Well, Jeff, Jeff has surprised me on on multiple occasions this year. So I, I just want to give a shout out to Jeff Teolis and, and thank him for, you know, the recognition that he's he's bestowed on me over this year. So I'm really appreciative and respectful of of that and honored uh, to be on that list. Uh, you know, I, I hope that that I can pull it off. I, I view it more as kind of a, uh, you know, I'm, I, there's part of me that feels like I'm like representing every single female pinball player. And it's not like a me thing. Right. Cause it's, if, if I'm the only one, uh, you know, that's, that's a big responsibility. I, I hope that people, you know, I hope that people feel like I, I performed well this year enough to, to earn their vote. Right. And, you know, I, I guess that's all I can hope for and all I can ask for. But yeah, that's it's a huge honor. Yeah, I mean, are are you gonna be are you gonna be able to make it to TPF? Do you have plans to be down there? You know, honestly, like half of the stuff that you know, like especially with all of these major tournaments and things that you've mentioned, like I've literally only heard of them like within the past the past year because it's like I you know like. My my gameplay really kind of elevated this last year, and I spent a lot of time kind of like working on various skill sets and everything else. But um, you know, things just kind of clicked for me this year, and they they just took off. So it's you know it's funny. It's like I'm being kind of inundated with with all this new info, and I'm just like I don't even know where to turn because it's like there's so many things to go to, and you know. Honestly, you're you're probably gonna have to tell me about that because I'm like I don't even that's a that's a whole new world to me. Insert Aladdin joke here. <laughs> we will ride the magic carpet together. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> but I, I I hope that you can make it. That 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 is when they are going to be awarding the Twippies. I I you have my vote. Um, I love Steve. I love the guys that are on that list. They're all amazing players. But you're right. Like when I like see one woman on the list. It, I make the face like ugh. I was like, there's only one woman on this list. I was like, this whole list could be women. But that's putting that aside. Um, right. Yeah. It's it's kind of like also 
the Bell's chapter that's nominated, the only women's chapter, uh, woo, is is my home chapter. So yep. like that's like I mean, to, and that's and I you like totally like hit it spot on. It's like I'm not that that ward isn't about me. It's about all women's groups like that are out there, all women's leagues, not just Bell's chapters, but other ladies bar leagues and pinball clubs. And, you know, I'm like, I'm not just representing my baby Bell's chapter over here. I'm representing all these other women across the world that are, you know, playing the sport and being involved and, and, you know, tutoring and doing all these things. So like, if I win, I'm going to like totally lose my mind. I'm like going to be like sobbing like a baby. So, (laughs) but I want to stump for Holly, you guys, if you, and I will put a link in the show notes. If you haven't done your Twippy voting yet, um, definitely, you know, elect Holly for uh, competitive player of the year. She's super awesome. Um, She's an amazing pinball player and an amazing person. So if you haven't voted, vote for Holly. Thank you, Lauren. You are welcome. So, Holly, we're coming to the end of the show. You've heard the show a few times before. So this is our our one loan segment, which is called Inside the Pinball Arcade, where we get to know more about Holly and her pinball mind. Are you ready? Yes. All right. (laughs) All right. Here we go. Question number one. What game do you love? Ooh. You know, it's funny. Like, I think that kind of depends on the day sometimes. <laughs> it's like, what's what's playing well for me right now is is what I love. Uh, I mean, if I... Ooh, that's, that's a tough one. Are you one. loving some theater of magic right now? <laughs> I, I'm very appreciative of theater of magic, but it's like, if I if I think of it in, in the terms of love, like, you know, if I were to buy a machine, like, what would I buy? And... At least from this current standpoint, you know, there's a, there's a lot of great new games out there that that are super cool. Like Iron Maiden's really sweet, and like I love the Adams Family too. But like, I'm kind of keeping an eye out for Spanish Eyes. Oh, how fun! I don't have any machines at this point, but uh, I almost feel like it's kind of becoming a it'll become a rite of passage, I suppose. <laughs> See, that's your next step. And th- and they're like cats, just so you know, because I said I wasn't going to get any. I wasn't, you know, no, no, no. I'm just playing for fun. Then I got one. Then I got two. And now I'm looking for the third one because they are yeah. like cats. I've been lucky enough where I have been able to keep it to one cat, you know, primarily because she's just like my cat. You know, she she's a diva. She's got like super fame at the OSU Veterinary Hospital because she like broke the bank a few years ago several times. Oh my goodness. Uh, she's she's got all kinds of nicknames from all kinds of people like I mean sh- she is her own celebrity. So there is no sh- she's queen bee like nobody nobody else is coming up in this house. Like none. <laughs> she shut that down. Just shut it down. She's like no. Totally. totally. She's like nope, this is my house. You live in this and you pay my bills for me. I'm like okay. Yes. Got it. <laughs> you are you are her staff. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Question number two. What game do you hate? I'm not. I know. I know that I'm going to hurt a lot of people when I say this, probably. Um, not not an over fan of Star Wars. Star Wars, the, the new the stern Star Wars. Yeah, the new one. Yeah. You know what? Elizabeth Cromwell's not a fan. We've had a few people say Star Wars. I, it's not the game I hate the most right now that still is being won by Stargate. As you listeners know, hot garbage. But um, yeah, Star Wars is not a lot of fun to play. Again, uh, we've talked about it a few times. I don't want to do all that math. No more pinball math. Well, and I mean, in 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 fairness to the game, right? I I have not spent a terrible amount of time with Star Wars. So then the, you've kind of got this whole caveat of well. I don't know the game as well as I know I should. And maybe if I did, I would enjoy it better. And then something else would kind of be on, on the bad, bad list. Right. So that's it. That's, that's my, my impromptu pick for now. Okay. All right. Uh, question number three, what is your favorite pinball art package? This can be playfield art, cabinet art, or back glass art. Ooh. Um, I'm trying to think because there, there's so, there's so many. Um, you know, I, I, I really loved what they did with Wonka this year. Um, you know, 
the the new Elvira game, the the illustration work on that I think is fantastic. Overall, as an entire machine, though, Batman sixty six. Yeah, no, that is a, a really great art package. Like the the overall design, like the coloring, the way that everything is illustrated, the way that the video work is done, the play field, uh, you know, it's it's a total package. And like, you know, as somebody who has worked in the advertising industry for 14 years and is a is a creative, you know, that just has everything to me. Yeah. No, it, that, that is a beautiful art package. It's one of the best ones that come out that have come out in the last 10 years, in, in my opinion. So excellent choice. I don't know if anybody's mentioned that one yet, but well, we may have had a few, but um, I really like it. So excellent, excellent choice. All right. Question number four. What is your favorite pinball sound? This can be sound package as a whole. This can be music or just a particular sound a mech makes on a machine. I would say Adam's. Yeah, that, that, that's had a few wins on on, the, on this particular question. All all their kind of little call outs and and with thing and you know the the multi ball the way that breaks down and I mean the whole greed door I mean everything about it is just from a sound perspective I think it's really well done. It's it's to me it's what all pinball games should really strive for as a. Uh, a kind of a template to using assets from a movie or from a, a license because I think they did it so well. Yeah, and it's you know it's the you know it's the subtle things from a creative standpoint that can really you know when if you just think about just like one little thing maybe that's not going to do it but when you start adding up all these kind of little pieces and parts in in unison that's when it really has the overall impact. And like you're saying, it can, it can really kind of help bring that theme to life. And I think, I think the way that they just did it is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, no, I, I, I love that. It's, it's um, you know, I mean, TNA is still my number one. I'm like totally team Scott Denisi. Um, obviously <laughs> it's the intro music to the show, but yeah. uh, call outs wise, I think that Adam's family is amazing. It's definitely in my top five for sure. So, Completely agree. Excellent choice. All right. Question number five. So this might be interesting for you because you're kind of getting out there as a pinballer. What is your favorite festival or event to attend in or play besides Pinburg? Because Pinburg always seems to be everybody's favorite answer. So besides Pinburg. Oh, well, Pinburg was the biggest one that I'd went to. Um, and then the only other kind of two that I had went to was uh, Cleepin and Pincinnati. Um, oh, it's it's. I, I feel like if I pick between between those two left, that I'm gonna I'm gonna make someone mad. So <laughs> I can't I can't really say. I mean, out of those two, like I I preferred Pincinnati a little bit just because, you know. It's it's cool to have like buy-in tournaments and things like that, but I also you know you know I I also didn't start off my career right with making a ton of money, and so I feel like that kind of gives an an unfair advantage to people who are maybe more financially uh, more well off than others, even though they might be just as good of players, right? But then again, it all depends on your score, so. You know, you might not have to spend a lot of money if you're out there kicking butt. So, um, but just just kind of on the premise of that, like I felt like Cincinnati, you know, that's that's a little bit more of a, a fair game. But uh, you know, I hope to get out to some of these other ones to be able to pick from from a bigger experience list. So. Yeah, no, excellent choices. I, I'm more of a group match play fan myself, or or yes. a, a bracket. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I, I just prefer that. I mean, I'm not. Hating on the card, but I agree. Like, I don't, I don't have $400 to dump in cards and, and I've seen people do it and I'm just like, I, I can't. I'm like, I just, I, financially, I'm like, no, like, I want to eat. So, <laughs> you know, you go on my trip, go on my pinball trips, so like, I want to eat y'all. Um, yeah. but, uh, it's a true story. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I think you have an excellent point. And I think match play, I think Sunshine mentioned, it, it just gives you an opportunity to get to know people instead of just being there and playing on your car by yourself. Um, you get to know a lot more people. So it's fun. But, you know, to each their own, to each their own. Um, all right. Question number six. 
and, and you kind of mentioned it earlier, but what is your grail pin? Money, no object, any pinball machine that's out there today, what pinball machine would you want to own the most? Uh, you know, I, Iron Maiden's been tugging at me. I, as I've gotten to learn how to play that game better, the more the more and more I find myself falling in love with it. I think if I if I did have to choose anything, like right here now today, you have to choose something to buy. Um, yeah, it it probably would be a Batman sixty six actually. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, no, and there's a few out there still and. Um, I, I wanted the uh, Catwoman edition, but I felt it needed more cats. So I like wanted to get like if I got it, like get like kitty stickers or some kind of like, you know, cat themed thing going on for it. Because I, I, I love I love that machine. I think the Catwoman edition is fantastic. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things. I mean, it's it's super difficult to figure out what to do. Right. Because so I. I'm, I'm considering shifting apartments to a different apartment complex to go from a one bedroom to a two bedroom. And then I thought, oh, well, if I have a two bedroom, I might be able to set up my own little Pinberg style bank, you know, in there. So then it's like, OK, well, if, I, if I've got one bank and it's four machines, like, what do you get? Right. There's so many good ones out there. I don't know where to start besides Spanish eyes. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, that Batman 66, but then, you know, it's like, what what fills the other two, right? Yeah, so then you need a DMD and then a solid state of some sort, because that's where I'm at. I've got an EM and I've got a DMD. So right now, I, you know, I've been told that we don't have any room, but we'll figure it out. We'll find some room at the end. But uh, I'm like, I in a solid state. Like, I really want a Flash Gordon. I don't know why, but I really want one. I love Flash Gordon. If I could afford a Sea Witch, that would be kind of, or a Fathom. But I mean, I can't touch those things. It's like ridiculous how much they want for those. Yeah, I'm, pr- I'm I want to say I'm pretty sure, maybe I'm misspeaking here, but I, I'm pretty sure I played a Sea Witch at, I think it was, it was either Cincinnati or Cleveland, Cleepin. But yeah, that game was that game was really fantastic too. So see, I'm putting ideas in your head. See, there you go. Yeah, no, I love I love both of those. <laughs> All right, question number seven: Who would you most like to play, or who do you enjoy playing head to head with the most? Uh, are, are we in, are we in a tournament or just for funsies? Just just for it could be just for funsies or in a tournament. It can be either way. If you have two answers, that's OK. Um, but just who would you either like to play or do you who do you enjoy playing with? I mean, I do. all. I, I mean, whenever I get the chance to play Carlos, like I love it and I hate it at the same time because I know that I'm, that he's probably going to like, you know, kick my score into next Tuesday. But, <laughs> he, you know, he's always willing to to teach people and you know, give tips and pointers on, on how to improve different things. Right. So Carlos is, you know, De La Sorda is really cool to play. Um, you know, I also enjoy playing Kim Martinez. Right. So she, you know, she's, she's a super fierce competitor and she, she always wants to get out there and try to improve and, and be her best. So like Kim's another good one. Shout out to Kim. Love you, Kim. We've had her on the show. She's awesome. Yeah, I, I listened to her episode the other day, actually. Um, and then, you know, obviously, like, Amy, Amy Kesting's a great, great competitive player. Uh, you know, she, she's really into her games, too. And, and I don't know, I, I just, I, I, there's so many other people I could list, like, you know, like, Therese Edwards, like, she's fantastic uh, to play with at, at league, always trying to, you know, compete at the top of her game, too. And it, I think it's just more like, if you're, if you're going to try to play at a super, you know, at the, at the best level that you can and you're just like really pumped and really into it. And it almost seems like, too, there's a there's a lot of a lot of women that I play with, too, that are just like bodily wise that are they're very into the physical aspect of the play. You know, I think Amy plays like that. Jen Ruper plays like that. Kim plays like that. Um, Therese plays like that. It's just to like you see that passion like all around and just keep playing with people like that. It's It's infectious. Yeah, no, I, I think that you, you named all your peeps there in Ohio. So I love that. Keeping it local. I, I love that. Another heart emoji. Love it. Uh, all right. Question number eight. Final question. What okay. is your dream theme? This is a theme that has never been produced by a major manufacturer, but that you would like to see come to life. Oh, Golden Girls. <gasps> yes. Another Golden Girls win. Yes. Yes. Ah, I have the shirt. Uh, Jessica Donardo from Soft Plunge. I have the Golden Girls shirt. But I. 
Okay, t- what would it be on my, your Golden was, Girls? It was my Pride shirt one year. It just had all the Golden Girls on it, and it was in rainbow, and then it said Queens underneath it. Oh, I love that. Okay. <laughs> so, so what what do you imagine? Because I have like my own thoughts for the Golden Girls machine. What do you see on the Golden Girls machine? Um, I mean, there there definitely could be a mode. Some, I and I haven't like quite like thoroughly logistically worked all this out, but it's like you could have. Like some kind of like video mode with like Blanche picking dates. <laughs> oh my god, I love that so much. You know, and I don't know, like you can end up just having like some other like either pop bumpers or targets where like they, you know, you would hit them and like it would just be like Betty White's character saying like all kinds of weird random kind of aloof things from the show and yeah. you know. Uh, this is from Oregon, you know, where I'm like. What word is that? So, no. Oh, my God. I want the bumpers to be shaped like pieces of cheesecake. Like, or, like, look, being, like, big, like, cheesecake bumpers. Like, I want that. And I then, want to do that. Yeah, like, I mean, could they be wedges or would they just be, like, whole cheesecakes? But, it, I mean, you could tell because it would be kind of look like a cheesecake. And then um, I maybe a mode could be Sophia keeping escaping from Shady Pines. Like, that could be another mode. Yes, like that. I mean, you know, it, it's really kind of been torn. Like we've, we, we'll discuss all this at like level one every now and then, like the whole idea of like themes comes up too. And I thought, oh, like, you know, I remember playing a game called Mousetrap as a kid. Yeah. And I just think that could be something super cool too. It's like, I know everybody's into doing like, you know, the TV shows and the movies and, and, you know, Netflix shows and, and what have you, but you know, or music related, but I, I really would like to see some development start coming out where, you know, it's it's an original theme. It's not based off of any major film production or anything else, right? So then it's like, how can we kind of, you know, cause I'm, I'm sure the artists that produce all of these games, I'm sure that they've got plenty of ideas floating around in there that are probably really freaking cool, you know, and it's like, how, how can we actually you know, what, what else could we come up with? Right. If we just let, let the creatives kind of run wild, like what, what would happen there? What would we come up with? I, I think you have an excellent point because there's the idea, you know, yes, if you have a, an IP or like, you know, kind of a, a license that yes, you're going to bring in people who maybe n- won't be into pinball, but think about pinballs, like what I consider the heyday of like nineties, Bally Williams, you know, you think of things like medieval madness and attack from Mars and, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, kind of just all these other machines that necessarily were Black Knight, you know, themes that just stood by themselves. And, you know, I'm interested to see what Deep Root's going to be coming out with, um, because they've kind of said that they really want to do a lot of that and, and kind of harken back to those Bally William days. So I, I'm interested, but I completely agree with you. As much as theme is important to me, but at the same time, I don't necessarily need a theme that I am aware of. It just has to be a good theme. It could be a theme that somebody made completely up. Yeah, I mean... And and I think that's the thing, too. It's like, you know, otherwise, you know, I think to some extent, right, from a creative standpoint, you know, you, you do have I mean, it is cool to have restraints. Right. Like if you're a working creative of any kind and people just tell you, like, oh, go out and do whatever you want. Like. Part of that's cool. And then the other part of you freaks out because then there's so many, so many options. Right. So like. I get that maybe that's why that they do some of the theme kind of stuff, because then it helps give some regimented structure to the concept. I also think that, you know, like you're saying, they they could develop other concepts that are their own standalone thing that's not based on anybody else. But then it's like, yeah, just let your imagination run wild and kind of come up with this this whole new thing. Yeah, definitely. I, I like that. I like. I think that's a great point. I still love the Golden Girls idea, though. I'm gonna come back to that because you're you're like the third or fourth person that's mentioned Golden Girls on this show. Yeah, the Golden Girls are where it's at. Yeah, no, that that's my jam. And I just want you know, I I want to call out to be uh, Blanche saying, "Quiet, you trash." That's like that's what I want. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that that totally has to be a thing, right? And then when of course when you start up the machine, it sings like the whole "Thank you for being, for a, being friend. a friend." Dun, 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 travel down the road and back again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, yeah, I totally support this. Uh, I expect that we should both be getting one in like six months from now, right? For sure. 
Yeah, because they'll be developing this after they hear this. They'll be like, we need to go do this right now. Exactly. I mean, like, it's the best idea ever. It's the bestest, y'all. It's the bestest. <laughs> uh, Holly, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. I know you've had a busy week. Um, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to kind of talk us through everything that's been going on with you. And everything's coming up, Holly. Um, for folks who want to find out more about the magic that is you, um, are you on social media at all? I am. I am on Facebook. I am also one of those kind of pseudo weird people that if I haven't like usually met you in person, chances are like I'm probably going to leave the friend request hanging in the background kind of thing. So just um, I don't know. Keep Shoot an eye me. out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you want to add me, cool. Find me. Shoot me a note. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Don't be creepy about it, y'all. I know y'all are cool, but just don't be creepy. But yeah, I know I, I because of the show, I get a lot of rando people. And the thing I do is I go and look to make sure, OK, I see that all of their friends are my pinball friends. So I'm like, OK, they, they are here because of the show. Um, but it's like a lot. I'm like, I don't even know you. <laughs> but OK, sure, we can totally be friends. Yeah, and that and that's kind of the thing, right? Like, remember, like, the days of, like, MySpace where it's like, oh, you just, like, add anyone. And then I'm just like, maybe that's not such a good idea. And so I've kind of, like, restrained it a little bit, you know, to where it's like, I want to make sure it's like, for the most part, yeah, it's like, I, I know people and, you know, I've, right. I've been in person and you're cool and you're not crazy. And, you know, we, we don't need that. Yeah, no, totally understand. No creepers. No creepers. All right. So you can, and by the way, you can just check out Holly on the IFPA bracket and see what she's up to, like, cause she's all over it. Um, but again, Holly, thank you so much. Best of luck to you in 2020. Um, I hope you crush it and I am totally supporting you. FYI, remember guys, vote for Holly for this year's Twippies. Twippy voting ends at the end of January. And then also, you know, if, if you are interested in sponsoring Holly, you can kind of get with her or, you know, get, get me a message and I'll get it to her. Just throwing it out there for those of you with like tons of money. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> awesome. Thanks. I, and, and I could travel with her as her new manager. Just saying. That, just. That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. So a couple of announcements before we end the show. Uh, first big announcement is I want to say a big shout out and thank you to Laura and Clark Fraley, who are big fans of the show. Um, they invited me out to the Richmond Pinball Collective. I felt like I was in like a pinball speakeasy. Um, that is in Richmond, Virginia. I was out in their neck of the woods. So I went out there. They gave me a cool shirt and I had the bestest time. So I wanted to say thank you to all my new friends in Richmond. I also got to meet Taylor Reese from this flipping podcast and he was so nice and um, I drug my coworker out there who is not into pinball but I feel like I'm going to make a convert out of him I'm going to make a convert out of my entire department but I, I start with them one at a time um, I support but- <laughs> so thank you so much to the, the Richmond fam uh, I really appreciate it uh, another big thing is so um, we have Patreon um, you guys at the nightlight level which is $5 a month uh, you guys are going to get some start to get some swag. So at the $5 level, if you want to support, they're being made right now. So I don't have them yet. Um, what we're going to do is give out pins and they're like one and a half inch, like, um, I'm forgetting the word enamel pins. Like, so they're like legit nice and they're going to be kind of sparkly and it's going to be of the logo from the back box pinball podcast. So you'll get a pin and then you'll get a big old vinyl sticker for your car. Because, you know, and then it'll also be of the logo. So everybody that is currently a $5 nightlight level Patreon supporter, you're going to get that. And any of you guys moving forward, you're going to be getting that as well. So shout out for for the Patreon. Uh, again, guys, if you guys would like to support, there's a link on the website and you can do that there. And then I can't. Oh, yes. Another stop for the Twippies. Twippie voting ends at the end of the month. Um if you like my podcast, you can vote for my podcast. I'm not really stumping for that. I mean, I should. People are like, Lauren, it's your podcast. <laughs> but I mean, I'm more jazzed about like Holly being in it, uh, my league being in it. That like means the world to me. Uh, my local coffee shop, what's brewing. Um, I like them being in it and so excited for them. And then, uh, you know, Ricky of the Year is kind of random, but you know, I was like, okay. Um, but you guys make sure you vote. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And, uh, Jeff Patterson puts a lot of work into it. Um, and there's, it's a lot of fun to be had. So, uh, we'll put a link in the show notes and do that. But, Okay, that's enough announcements. I'm done. Done with the announcements. 
Um, but again, guys, thank you so much for, for sticking around and supporting the podcast, for listening. I really appreciate it. Holly, again, thank you so much for being here and good luck in 2020. Thanks, Lauren, so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure, Holly, again. Thank you so much. And everybody, thanks for listening and keep flipping. Thanks for listening to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. To get pinball fun delivered to you every week, subscribe to our podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Also, we'd love for you to post a review on Apple Podcasts. To look at show notes and more, visit our website at backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Again, that's backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Thanks for taking us with you, and keep flipping!